You are now listening to the Master Jmehan podcast. Episode 10 Satanic Principle of Human Control, Number 5. It is right to remain silent. If you have been ritualistically or scientifically abused, you should stop now and ask someone safe, whom you trust, to let them listen first and then only listen in their company or if they deem it is safe for you. Some information might be triggering. If you are a minor, please consult your parents before continuing. This episode builds on the previous ones, so listen to them first, or don't, and be confused. But if you are confused, remember that you have the right to speak up about it. Heaven knows everyone else will. There is no one-way course to the fifth step that Lucifer wants his programmed humans to get to, mainly to never speak his secrets. Since his power comes through influence and only grows as people participate in combination, his connected occult members have to keep his secrets at all costs. This is the ancient meaning of being a Mehan. One must master their Mehan in order to gain power, advantage, and wealth over others. Abuse is a grievous sin. Any kind of abuse of women, children, or anyone is an abomination to the Lord. Those who perpetrate these hideous acts are not only accountable to the laws of man, but will also face the wrath of Almighty God. I have faith that the Constitution will be saved by the righteous citizens of the United States who love and cherish freedom. In coming days, we will see the greatest manifestations of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen. Between now and the time he returns with power and great glory, he will bestow countless privileges, blessings, and miracles upon the faithful. While the Creator has ordained that we would gain our increase by the sweat of our brow, meaning honest labor and coming together in families, Lucifer taught that it was possible to get these things through beastly actions. That's the beginning of the Mark of the Beast. In this case, the beast was a wolf in sheep's clothing. See the secret here? A tear living amongst the wheat, or a goat pretending to be a sheep. Lucifer's secret in all of this comes down to betrayal. People pretending to have one agenda, while in reality having a secret one, with the goal of taking advantage of another's labor by sweat. This is why the Lord forbid charging interest, becoming a landlord, and the fiat system among his people. All these are held up by the royals, and elitists among us, who use these mechanistic secrets to pile up wealth and power they did not earn and use it to live off of the rest of us. Britons never, never, never shall be slaves. Yeah, just keep telling yourself that, you subjects of a crown. And corporations founded under maritime law. We'll have more on this. 
Mayanistic plans, like those we have been discussing, must be kept silent. The honest masses would never tolerate these types of evils if they knew about them. Societies have burned witches and removed kings and Caesars in the past. A force de comploter, lors de mutine, a gagner sans y penser, migraine maligne, pour guérir ces messieurs-là, un jour on les mènera. So in secrets, they keep their power. Let's step into the darkness. Or as the Luciferians trigger, it is right to remain silent. You are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say may be used against you. Teaching the law of silence to initiates must become robotic, so it begins around the age of two or three. It is at this time that children really start to become verbal in terms of thought, so they have to learn quickly that some things are not to be talked about ever or without permission. Young children are naturally prone to being bluntly honest. Just stand at the entrance gates at Disneyland when a parent is trying to get their four-year-old in for free by pretending that he's three. You will see the gate attendant ask the child how old they are. To their parents' dismay, the child never lies. Happy birthday to me! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to me! Ah. Hey, today ain't my birthday, Louie. Oh, yes, it is. Here, you light him. Oh, boy, it's pretty. Uh, hey, there's four candles here, and I'm only three. We won't need this one. Oh, yes, we will. You're four. Oh, no, I'm three. Now, look here, Flip. Let's not get excited. You're four. I am not. I'm three. I was at Disney's Great and Spacious Building once, having a fun time with friends and their children. One of the five-year-old boys in our herd was celebrating his sixth birthday there, which was actually the next day. His father was having some motion sickness, and so I took him on an attraction with a sign that said, you must be six years old to ride. The female attendant asked him how old he was. Of course, he said he was five. Oh, was she ever mad at me? If she had been able to pull out Excalibur, I might have been beheaded. If she'd been able to tie a noose to the Dumble Ride, I might have been hanged. To be such a dishonest bastard in the presence of Mickey Mouse was just too much for her. When I explained that he was less than 24 hours away from being six, the male attendant on the ride with her tried to assuage her that the child was really more six than five today, but hell hath no fury like an LTBGXYQR2D2, oh heck, I can't keep track anymore, scorned. I don't like you either. So we lost that round. I did try to explain to the child that he was more six than five and that I was not a liar, but he was not convinced since his birthday was still one day away. You was right, Louie. I'm four. I found my birth certificate and it says I'm four. So give me back my candle. 
In order to train children, like the birthday boy here exampled, to keep their mouth shut, it is routine that after a ritual or group gathering, the child is asked about what they saw or heard during the meeting. Like most obedient young children, they will comply and answer honestly. When they do, they are immediately and savagely beaten or tortured, hold that thought, and a new altar is created in their minds, who is told to keep or guard the memories of what was seen at all costs on pain of their lives. The new part always agrees in the end, just to stop the trauma. The child and this new part are put through a ceremony of swearing to never tell, and alternate personalities are created within them whose job is to cause the child to commit suicide if other parts ever remember or dare to speak out. Now listen to these lyrics very, very carefully, as warped as they are. Don't let your eyes tell the brain You should feel ashamed are you starting to understand how this works? This is, in effect, the command to the child sex toy and the adult sex toy when the child grows up. Don't let your eyes tell your brain that what you are doing is shameful. Why? Everyone needs it, baby. And I feel the same. Because every one of us are mammals and need a sexual release, both the toy and the master. If the toy doesn't get it here and now, when will she or he? But catch the irony next. Didn't quite catch on but I didn't quite catch your name before you were handed over to me. Oh, well. Who you are really isn't important when you are a sex slave. One thing, however, is paramount. Hear it well and obey. Hush, hush, hush. Don't say a thing. Let's see what the night will bring. It might be everything. Silence is golden. This is the trigger to access the programming from step five. Hush. It is right for you to remain silent and follow your program. There is this little bit of humanity left, however. Oh, it hurts when you're too blind to see. Please don't read my mind. I tell the truth to me. Having sex with a human sex toy or boy bot is in a very real sense, masturbation. There is no love, no mutual joining of energy, no consent, no sacramental magic, no joining as God designed it. And at least for the lyricist, that kind of hurts, since there is no light of love with his toy. This humanity is felt in that he insists his masturbatory toy not look in his eyes during his romp, because that is where they might see that he knows what he is doing and feeling. Now some more truth. Sin, 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 look where we've been and where we are tonight. Hate 
But either way, keep your mouth shut. Hush, 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 to speak is a sin. And neither of us need rescue. The moment of guilt didn't last long because most high wizards and witches are so confident in their acts that they have no fear that anyone will ever find out. How can you be accused of a sin if no victim ever speaks? But what is a song about sin without mocking God Almighty? Just relax, it's what Jesus would do. We're made in his image, baby. Let's ride this thing through. Jesus was a mammal, too. Do you get it? Oh, it hurts when you're too blind to see. What about us? Well, it's just masturbatory. Or I mean, just for me. Sin, 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 look where we've been and where we are tonight. Ain't the sin of the sinner, I'm just after a glimmer of love and light deep inside. Hate the sin, not the sinner because he's still after that glimmer deep down somewhere in a compartmentalized mess of the boy or girl he's with. How many times have we allowed sin into our communities because we follow this bit of Luciferian mantra? Hate the sin, don't hate the sinner. I don't disagree until the sinner teaches that sin to my flock, and then my flock screams those words back at me. We're almost done with this musical sermon. I won't sing. Love is just a cliché, while sex is real. The love won't matter to the silenced sex toy, because in the end, the perpetrator will just be forgotten and will disappear. The most prized of all silent sex toys are referred to as presidential models. They are usually girls with blonde or dyed blonde platinum hair. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Though it is said that Richard Nixon preferred sweaty men, do an internet search for pictures of Charles Baby Rebozo. At least JFK got Marilyn. But before you're too comfortable with that, do an internet search for Lem Billings. It can be stressful being a president. Let's recap the lesson. The important thing for a sex slave is to hush, hush, hush. 
because speaking is the highest sin. The slave must never let what they are seeing, the eyes, tell the brain that they should feel ashamed. They are doing what they were born to do, and being made in Jesus' image, they are just fulfilling their programmed purpose. Since God is the author of this mess, they reason, and everyone needs a sexual release, including the slave. Right? Man, can you see how these lies twist upon themselves? In terms of torture, these right-to-remain-silent altars are created by burying the child alive, sometimes with a rotted corpse or a snake. Sometimes they are drowned or waterboarded. Sometimes they drug them and show them videos of others being burned alive or skinned alive. The child is told that these are the things that happen to those who talk about the family. Permutations on the theme are as cruel as man's sadistic imagination. Ultimately, it is the inability to move, as though one were dead, that makes the human fight-or-flight response interact with the overwhelming horror. One young girl, I know, was immobilized and forced to watch as a homeless man was gutted and crucified in front of her. She was told that this would happen to her baby brother if she ever spoke. To speak is a sin. These methods have been perfected over hundreds of years of practice by the occult. The reason these things are done is self-evident. The occult is involved in criminal activities, and they want to ensure the continued silence of their children. This is one reason why the occult has survived so long, and with its continued shroud of secrecy, and why more survivors are afraid or unwilling to disclose their abuse. In order to reveal occult secrets, a child must go against some of the most tremendously horrendous psychological trauma and abuse imaginable. Even as an adult, the survivor has difficulty putting these things aside when discussing their abuse. Children and adults alike are told that if they ever tell, they will be hunted down and shot. Their assassin personalities in training lets them know that this is no idle threat and that they will then be tortured slowly and horrifically. The child will be exposed to setups and role plays throughout their growing up that reinforces this. Survivors have reported that when they are shown the dance of the hour scene from the opera La Gioconda in Fantasia, you know where elephants and ostriches go about their routine, dancing through the stage play of life, and they are required to always be on guard when the alligators in red robes arrive and snap at them? They are always one step away from becoming a meal? This is the point. One survives the alligators by keeping one's mouth shut. As a gentle but disturbing side note, survivors have noticed that it is possible to read parts of the Egyptian Book of the Dead 
as a series of reinforcing rituals that correlate to the satanic steps of discipline we are discussing. And the occult insists that these modern rites descend from these. Once a child is properly prepared, more serious programming is placed into the damaged structure that has been created. The occult trains the earliest splits, fractures, to believe that they are the core. The occult hides these early splits in a manner that makes them difficult to recognize. On top of this, they will create silence altars. These are taught never to talk. Some Luciferian cults call these the silences. It is the ultimate reinforcement of the fifth satanic step of discipline that we are now discussing. Silences can't be reasoned with because they can't speak. They hide above the functioning personalities and watch them. Other altars formed after the silences are convinced that if they don't behave, the silences will have something drastic happen to them. Again, these cannot be reasoned with because they cannot speak. Naughty personalities can be frozen, killed, or kept as hostages inside one's inner Moloch temple. They have the power to blackmail personalities and can threaten them with panic attacks, heart arrhythmias, lung constriction, extreme temperature fluctuations, dizziness, or just about anything a Hollywood movie could make up. The loss of part of one's personality is exactly the same as a real-world death to them. The same mourning that a normal person would feel at the loss of a friend or soulmate is exactly the same. The same blackmail that a person feels when something valuable is held over them, a kidnapped child, a terribly embarrassing secret, the fear of shame, is the same here as well. You will soon see an example of this programming when we break down the scenes of Walt Disney's Fantasia together. A painfully accurate example of this is illustrated in Season 4, Episode 10 of the hit 90s show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The episode is titled, not surprisingly, Hush. A more recent example comes from the BBC's Doctor Who series, particularly the 2010, 2011, and 2013 seasons, which blatantly call these villain characters The Silence. All these forms of entertainment reinforce the occult teaching in the public. It makes the victims believe that all the world functions like their inner broken mind does. It's the mythos that becomes their life's new normal reality. But, as an additional observation, these secret rites and ceremonies, which the children are not to speak about, take place when the adults in their lives wear masks and stand six feet apart. Back through the water curtain. There are many different types of satanic programming used on children once it has been determined that they are ready to receive it and are unable to speak about it. We will not explore every type, since in the end the result is the same, and so is the goal. The goal is to control human behavior on demand. It is the closest example that we have to what life might have been like had our side lost the vote in the Great Family Council in heaven, or if voter fraud had succeeded, or if we had lost the subsequent culture war in heaven. 
Do you see how it all hangs together? Do you see why these have to remain silent? If you knew their full motivations, you would not participate. And Lucifer only gains power through influence. Stop listening to him, and he has no power over you, or anyone else. We still have more satanic steps to illustrate, but while the steps are being forced indoctrinated into the child and used on the masses at large, the child victim is also undergoing severe internal brain mapping so as to make them fully manipulatable, at least while the programming holds. I hope you're beginning to see that these same principles work very well on a society, too. Over the next several episodes, we're going to pause from our investigation of the satanic steps and deal more with world-building and brain programming before returning to them. Fair Use Claim We are claiming fair use for the items in this podcast in which we do not own the copyright. United States law allows us to use items copyrighted by others in this podcast without their permission in the manner that we have under fair use. American courts have ruled that using another's copyrighted items in this manner is crucial when commenting and illustrating subject matter. Otherwise, news and commentary in the public discourse would be hindered, which is a violation of our constitutional rights, including our freedom of speech and freedom of the press, etc. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Master's Mayhem will return. (laughs) 